got that sin of goodness. He said, Jesus, I, I've done this. And he said, you've heard the message over and over and over and over and over again. You kept on rejecting it, rejecting it, and putting it off. Saying, I'll do it later. You heard people say that? You know, I know I need to get, I know I need to get saved, but I'll do it later. I can't be a Christian because if I become a Christian, then I have to give all this stuff up. Time ago, one day when Vice President Calvin Coolidge was presiding over the Senate, one senator angrily told another, "Of course, this would never happen in politics." So listen, to one senator angrily told the other, "Go to hell." Senator looked at Vice President and Calvin Coolidge said, Vice President, did you hear that? Vice President Calvin Coolidge was just sitting there. He looked up from a book that he had been reading. He'd been looking through, leaping through while he was listening to the debate. He looked up and he said, You don't have to go there. Say all that to say it Aren't you thankful that God gave us a way to escape? Hell is prepared for the devil and his angels. We don't have to go there. And the people who are going there are going there out of their own free will. Out of their own choosing. How much time do we have, preacher? I don't know. It doesn't matter how long we have. Here's what does matter. But preacher, we're living in the end time. Yeah, we are. Every day we're getting closer to the coming of the Lord. And the things that we see and we hear it going on, we, we know it's going to be closer and closer and closer and closer. How many of you remember seeing the movie Fireproof? There was one scene in there. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the DVD in the house yesterday morning. But there was one scene where Kirk Cameron, there, it was in the, this room and there was a fire. And they were setting out the fire. They were talking. He's rescuing this girl from the fire. Even took his jacket off and put it over the girl. He took his oxygen mask and put it on the girl. He, he got a hat, uh, an axe and started breaking down in the wood and, and to get the fresh air. 
and to get down underneath. And I think that the girl's name was Lacey and was pulling her from the fire. Came out from the cross base. I could not help but think of a verse in Jude. Jude, chapter, verse number 20. Almost that chapter. There's only one chapter in there. It says this. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. Now, before I go read the rest of this, think of people who've made a difference in your life. Let me ask you this. Think of the person who shared Jesus Christ with you before you turned your life over to Him. You know what? That person made a difference in your life. I know who did it for me. It was my brother. I could strangle him while he's living right now. That time. But you know what? March 13th, 1979, during invitation, during revival, he came to me and said, David, do you want to get saved? I said, Mike, not tonight, maybe tomorrow night. That's Tuesday night. Wednesday night, March 14th, 1979. David, do you want to get saved? And others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by them. Place is on fire. I can't help think about that scene. As soon as the dad realized that his daughter Lacey was in the house. What did he do? That's my daughter! After we burned, he's in the house. Do you think I'm just going to stand there to watch him do anything? I'm running in the house. I'm going to try to find her. But you know what happened? As that guy, as that dad went, was running to the house to get his daughter, Another fireman came in and tackled him. Why? Because he knew that guy wasn't trained to go in there the rest of the firefighter world. Church, as a child of God, we are firefighters. Why do I say that? I say that in the most respectful terms I can. Because when we share Jesus Christ with someone and they accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, guess what we've done? We pulled them out of the fire. And their soul has been saved from hell. You know what? It's a great day to be someone to Jesus Christ. You know how some people say, you want to do a happy dance? You lead someone to Jesus Christ, I don't care how old or young they are, it makes you want to do a happy dance. When you pull somebody out of the fire, and you lead someone to Jesus Christ, or you hear a soul being saved, you know what's happening in Luke chapter 10? 
sorry, Luke chapter 15, I think around verse 10 says this. Even the angels in heaven are rejoicing over one repentant sinner. Boy, we must be praying. Because we have the truth. We share the truth. And we have compassion. We want to see that. I'm sure you have friends. I'm sure you have family who have never trusted Jesus Christ, who have never made that profession of faith. And some say, well, sometimes I just feel like giving up and praying for Don't. You continue to pray morning, noon, and night. Pray that God will convict you. Pray that someone will be a roadblock in their, on their way to hell. They will accept Jesus Christ. Even through this, say God put a roadblock in their path, even if it is. If you know what's the easy thing to do, God send someone. It is our responsibility. How are people going to hear unless we open up our mouth and share let me, let me share this with you. The rich man realized there was no more hope for him. All, all hope is gone. Look at verse 28. I have five brethren. He wanted Lazarus to come back from the dead. And go talk to his five brothers. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. If one rose from the dead and said, Hey, I've been to hell. You don't want to be there. I've been to heaven. Here, here's where you want to go. Even people will not hear them. I'm 